0: Welcome to Unapologetically Me with your host, Felicia Schenken. This program is designed to bring you great resources in conjunction with the website phillywnc.org to help you break free from the standard flow of work life and become the person you aspire to be. Now, here is your host, Felicia Schenken.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another segment of Unapologetically Me. I am your host. Felicia Shankin. It's hard to believe that December is here already. I love this time of the year. Lots of lights and decorations in the States. Also, people are more kinder. I wish it was like this all year. Are you celebrating all around the world as well? First of all, before we start, I want to thank Canada, India, Africa, and China for listening in. We welcome you today. I also have a guest who is going to be talking about the importance of a digital media presence, especially if you own a small business. We have been going through this pandemic for almost two years now, and we are not quite back to where we used to be. I don't think we will ever go back to the same. However, we have learned to navigate our lives the best way we can. Some are deciding to have in-person events again, which is refreshing. To be quite honest, I am completely zoomed out, so I am ready. So things are being put back in place for stricter precautions. Places are going to be asking to see your vaccination cards before you can enter into their establishments and so on here in the States. So I figured the best way to end 2021 is with my guest, who is a social media guru, podcast hosts, and much more. And actually, Africa, you're going to like this. He is a born native of the motherland. So I want to shout out to you. And he's been living here in Pennsylvania for quite quite a number of years. So I want to introduce to you David Simons. He is the CEO of Kingdom Social Media. Kingdom Social Media offers workshops, services, and courses to effectively position and strengthen Every part of your social media presence and attract the right customers or audience for your needs. Welcome, David.
2: Thank you so much for having me on the show, Felicia. Truly an honor. Wow, love love the show already. I love the way you're you're helping and speaking to the entire world. This is amazing.
1: Isn't this amazing? Well, first of all, before we continue, let everybody know where in Africa were you born and raised.
2: Yes. Yeah, so I was, uh, my parents are from Ghana, West Africa. So um, West African. Uh, my dad is from uh, Accra area. My mom is from Cape coast. I was born in Bakersfield, California, but raised the Ghanaian way, got all the cooking, all the beatings, all the, all the, all the Ghanaian stuff.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all that good, good stuff. So David, okay. So first tell us how did Kingdom social media come about?
2: Yeah. So Kingdom Social Media was birthed, I would say, you had to go back a few steps going back to my childhood. Growing up in that strict African household, my parents being from Ghana uh, raised us to really only respect four real careers, lawyer, doctor, engineer, accountant. That was it. Everything else was not really respected. And I was going to be the engineer. My brother was going to be the doctor. And uh, we already had this path already drawn out for us. And so Going into um, high school, I knew that's what I was, was going to do. And then I get to to school and my my college, where my I did my undergrad at Sacramento State University. And I declared as a mechanical engineering major. First year was cool. Second year, I'm like, I hate this. I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. And eventually, um, I got the courage because it's taboo in the culture to, to tell your parents to that you don't want to be what they want you to be. So I wrote my mom a seven-page letter broke down why I'm going to go into this thing called digital media and at the time digital media was a very foreign word 2005 2006 this nobody really knows what that means and um I'm explaining this to her and she's like wow what have I done wrong where did I go wrong how am I raising you to get into this silly field <laughs> of digital media what what why don't why don't want you be an engineer and um <laughs> And I, I just followed passion. I've always had an interest in media, always had a drive for it. Just music, video, television, all of those things. The internet always appealed to me. So while in college, I was learning about podcasting. I was learning about, um, you know, how to leverage MySpace and, and things of that nature for fun. I had no idea it was an industry. So I leave, I get an opportunity to leave California. I, gra- mind you, I graduated in a recession 2008-2009 um, So there weren't a lot of jobs So I leave California to come to work For a company called TerraCycle And I work for TerraCycle for about four and a half years Great company I learned a lot about digital marketing Working with Fortune 500 companies like Kraft, Frito-Lay, Huggies, Staples And many, many others where I was handling Digital marketing cam- campaigns on their behalf and um, while I was really a one man band, I was I was a global digital media manager and um, running these campaigns. And I've um, always been an entrepreneur. So on the side, you know, even from a child, I had lemonade stands. I had record labels. I had I used to sell CDs in high school. Um, so I've always been an entrepreneur. So I had a, the business on the side building kingdom social media. And eventually uh, it got to the point where I was actually let go. I was let go from corporate America and I never thought that would happen. Uh, I was planning to leave, but it happened a little bit sooner than I had planned, um, which actually worked out in my favor um, because at the same time, I had about five clients, uh, five or six clients, and I wasn't sleeping much. I was working from, uh, I always say from, you know, the, you have the time block, the grind. I was working from, I was waking up at 5 a.m., from 5 a.m. to about, <clears throat> up from 5 a.m. to about 9 a.m. till I went to work. And then 9 a.m. to 12, I'm on my job. I didn't try to violate the two. 12 to 1, I'm working on my business, taking appointments, calls. 1 to 5, handling the job again. 5 to 6, commuting. Uh, 6 to about 8, having dinner, hang out with my wife. 8 to 12, I was working on the business of Kingdom Social Media. And that was my, my life for six months until I wow. finally, finally let go. So that's how wow. Kingdom Social Media was born.
1: Wow. Just listening to you, I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. You know it you I think for you, the best blessing they did was letting you go because, you know, I can kind of relate to that. I, you know, I left my corporate job four years ago. Uh, I was on it for nine and a half years. And when I left, that's when all the doors opened and all the opportunities came. So I think it was a blessing for you in disguise. So just think about it. Had they not let you go, you would be still there working like that, not spending time with your family. And, you know, it's so important that, uh, you know, that you made this move. Good for you. Congratulations to you. So I don't know if you were saying, before when you was telling us a story about how Social Kingdom Social Media came about, what did you do before that?
2: Yeah. So, before Kingdom Social Media, I was, you know, working really in um, TerraCycle and also I was doing SEO, so search engine optimization. I started in web design and SEO uh, having a company that helped businesses to to create a web presence, and we still do those things today but our our primary focus is on social media digital digital marketing as well today mm-hmm. so back when I was uh, you know before the whole presence of kingdom social media came about, I was really just trying to help business owners understand why they need to to have a, a whole online presence and why they needed to leverage you know Google and all those platforms to help improve their ranking. Um, and then Kingdom Social Media was birthed because I, honestly, I was I was um, at my um, church and, and I was teaching, you know, some people in the, in the congregation about social media and, and, and kind of helping the, the parents to see the benefits of it, as well as some of the things they got to watch out for for their kids. And one of the ladies was like, you should you should have a business doing this. <laughs> well, I, never, I never thought about it. And she really just kind of like pointed to the fact that, hey, you're really good at it. And and I, and I was doing certain things around social media, but I wasn't. I had never had a full business about it. So um, that kind of sparked the seed. And I'm grateful. Shout out to Samantha who who sowed that seed. And um and we've been doing that ever since now. Uh, so I, I unofficially started in 2014. Came to social media. Officially started December 2015 on um, paper. So.
1: Okay, okay. Well, it's funny that you're shouting out to Samantha about planting that seed, because as I told you, you were the one that planted the seed for this podcast. Um, I remember when uh, I was working with you and we were talking about uh, moving forward and things in my organization, which is the Philadelphia Women's Network Connection, um, that I needed a podcast. And I remember saying to you, David, eventually I'll get to that. So lo and behold, here we are, and you are our first official, official guests because, of course, we did our premiere last month. So, it just, everything comes 360. So, I know, right? It's just amazing. So, how long, um, I would say, how long has Kingdom Social Media been around? You said from 2014, but on paper, 2015, it's official? Okay. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I can relate to that. <laughs> yeah, we've been around
2: six years. And it's been fun, honestly, helping business owners, small business owners, speakers, trainers, coaches, consultants, um, really our purpose and our mission is to take what 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 your gift or talent is or your, your secret sauce and help expose that to the marketplace to help you really distribute it, get it out there because it, 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 does no, it does no good having an amazing product, an amazing service, an amazing organization and not marketing it and putting it in front of the people that need to see it.
1: That is so true. That is so true. So David, who are your ideal clients?
2: Yeah, um, my ideal clients are... Um, entrepreneurs, high, achie- high achieving entrepreneurs, and when I say high achieving, they have a motor, they have a drive. They just have a, like, like like Felicia. They just they're just go getters. They they don't make excuses. They 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 understand it's important for, for them to develop uh, their idea, their their product their service, uh, and 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 they they understand that it's they have a responsibility. To share that with the world. So those are the ideal um, clientele. I'd say business owners, people who've been in business a couple of years at least. Um, they they have a great product, a great service. We generally work with uh, service based businesses. Uh, we do we do help some um, product based um, businesses, but generally service based. And um, we really, we really also specialize in helping people to monetize, uh, like like we like to call it, monetize their minds or or leverage their knowledge, their expertise, uh, like online courses, programs, things of that nature.
1: Wonderful. So, tell me, okay, what is it like uh, as a client of yours? a day in the life of a client. So, if I came to you and I was like, okay, David, uh, I have the small business organization. I'm trying to have a broader uh, social media presence. Um, And I I was referred to you uh, about you and your services. So, what could you do for me as a client or how would you start me off?
2: Yeah. So, with every client, the first thing we do is we analyze where, where you are right now. How can you get to the goal that you want to get to, but we first need to look at what you have in house. What what is what is working? What is not working? Um, how can we improve it? How can we improve your process? We always start with a, a deep onboarding call. We're asking a lot of questions um, about your why, what motivates you, um, about about the service itself, about your target audience. <clears throat> Once we get clear on who you have, who you're serving and what you're offering. Sometimes we even enhance the offer. Sometimes somebody might have a, a great product or service, but the offering to get that product or service is not really strong. So we, we enhance offerings. We enhance uh, the, the target market to make sure that's clear. Once we have all those steps clear, then we start to create assets. Everything starts with the, that foundational piece. Then we create assets from that. So we'll create landing pages, um, webinar pages, if that's the angle we're going Graphics and design, um, ad imagery for running ads. Um, we'll create the ad copy. We, we literally we have a service actually that works really well for a lot of um, small businesses called White Glove Webinars. So that's literally our approach to things. We we give our clients the White Glove experience. We want we want you to to focus on what you enjoy doing the most, and we do. All the things that you don't necessarily may not want to deal with, such as technology, integrations, making sure this software speaks to this software, email marketing, the ads itself. And we just take we just take the load off of our clients so they can really flow in their gifting.
1: I love it. Well, I know when I was working with you, um, I thought I knew about social media and all that good stuff, but actually I didn't. I just knew, as you would say, the surface of it. I didn't understand underneath the bones, the guts and everything like that, which is the most important thing. And I can truly say you have helped our organization a lot. Um, Not only that, but you were able to work with us to um, narrow down our mission, make it nice and clear so people, you know, when they go to our website, they know exactly is the service that we offer and the type of demographics that we work with. And I know demographics is so important, especially when you're trying to target your social media. So um, how important is that? I mean, let everyone know how important it is to know who your demographics are and who it is that you are targeting for social media.
2: Yeah, uh, it's everything. Honestly, um, I always look at the, the first person to teach me about marketing. It's actually my mom, ironically. My mom, she didn't really know what she was teaching me, but she said, <laughs> if you try to please everyone, you end up pleasing no one. And, and it's, it's true in marketing. If you, if you try to market to everyone, you're not going to be able to connect because we as humans will, will, will connect to a message that resonates with us. And it's hard to speak the same message to multiple people. So you've got to speak from a perspective of I'm speaking to one person, even if I'm speaking to many. You, that's why we create personas. So you might have one or maybe three different types of personas you speak to. But you zero in on that person, that that lady that's a, um, a non profit executive that has been in business x amount of years that um, has this type of zeal for life that loves going to conferences and loves personal development. So I'm speaking to that one person, and that one person represents a sea of people just like her. So when you're marketing, you're speaking to one, not to many, because you 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 you're going to drown the message. The more clear, I would say this that a confused customer doesn't buy. So the more you can be clear and have clarity, the better it, your product will do in the marketplace, the better the, the client will say, hey, that's me, I need that service. I need what you have to offer because that resonates with me. And at the end of the day, the better the, the companies that have the best messaging and the best clarity usually win in marketing. So we help our clients to really get clear um, and and build out those those. Nitty gritty details that make all the difference, and and we found that once you get clear on that part, everything else become it it's, it sorts itself out, right? So you you have the right type of person you're reaching out to. It's going to help generate what's the type of offers this person is going to want. It's going to generate what's the language we should use. What's the colors we should use? What's the? It helps decide everything.
1: Right, right. And, you know, and I love that you said that because people don't realize, you know, they think, okay, social media, well, I'll just throw up a post on Facebook or I'll throw up a post on Instagram. They don't realize that there is a strategic plan behind everything that you do. You just can't throw up there. You know, I was told that at every social media post or whatever, there should be a call of action. There should be something that you want your audience to do. See, David, I do listen. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> you sure do, you sure do. You sure okay,
1: do. so I want to ask you, how important, and this is for my small business people and even for those Fortune 500 country, countries, uh, companies, excuse me, how important is it to have a digital presence, especially now during the pandemic?
2: Absolutely. I think if we look at the pandemic, it it all taught us uh, one thing, um, that that we are a global village, now, we we are living through the internet <laughs> more than we ever have before. And it, it showed us that we didn't need it to go to buildings. We could do everything virtually through meetings, through Zoom. We could, we could do uh, a lot more than we thought we could. And so with that said, that means that if a person didn't have a digital presence, that person would not have existed in the mind of the consumer. So digital presence is so powerful that you could be a, a a really strong business, but by not having a presence online, people will still think you do not exist. And and, and there's no excuse for anyone today. You have to have a, a presence because that's how people are looking. They're they're going to Google, they're looking on social media. And if you're not there, you don't exist in their minds, even though you do exist. So I think today, more than ever before, we have to really think about our digital footprint. What are we leaving out there for the marketplace to learn about us, consume about us? If somebody Googled your name, what are they going to find? If somebody Googled your business, what are they going to find? If somebody looks on social media, are you active or inactive? These things are really important because they tell the marketplace that, hey, I'm a viable business today. When maybe before it was about an open sign or you're in the yellow pages, or you're in today. The same thing is if you have <clears throat> these 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 triggers that we're talking about, a good a good website with call to act calls to action, uh, a, a lead magnet or something that people can download and learn more about your services, an email a new subscription letter that, where people can download um, um, or get into your database and and receive communications from you. All of these things are not like oh nice to haves anymore their requirements and, right. and and even on top of that advertising all these things uh are, are really key as well because we we are in a world where it's a lot there's a lot of noise and you need to separate yourself and really need to put yourself out there and the digital presence is is not even uh, an option it's mandatory
1: yeah, I, I can totally relate to that. And one thing I know is consistency. You have to be consistent. You can't put up a post or do social media and then they don't see you for a week or a month. You have to be consistent. Um, so should you try to master all social media platforms?
2: Great question. I say no. Um, I, I wouldn't try to master all um, social media platforms. Essentially, this is the way you want to do it. You want to platform build. So you start with, especially if you're, you know, you're trying to just get get started in this space, start have them all download, get get your user URLs for all of the different platforms. That's good. You want to s- secure that, right? So you're from a brand perspective. But once you've got those all secure, focus on building one platform very strong. And 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 again, the ideal target audience is going to dictate what platform you should start with. So if you're dealing with business to business, for example, you're working with a lot of businesses and small businesses, small business owners, then you're going to want to start with LinkedIn. And then you're going to leverage your LinkedIn profile, get it to a a standpoint where it's growing really well. It's generating leads for you. um, It's optimized. Your profile looks good. All the pieces are, all your ducks are in a row. All your I's are dotted, T's are crossed. And then once you got that, you got a system for that. And it's, as you talked about, Felicia, that consistency is there. Mm-hmm. Once you have that, what then you can platform build to the next one. Hey, uh, your LinkedIn folks, I'm also on Instagram. Here's my Instagram or, hey, LinkedIn folks, I'm also on such and such. And so you can leverage these things. You can add those people to your database and then your database can use, you, use it to build to the next one. So you're leveraging one platform to build the next one instead of trying to... Just build all of them at one time. That can be that can be uh, strenuous, especially if you don't have a clear strategy on what you're doing.
1: Right, and I like that because I think that was my whole thing when I first started this organization uh, less than three years ago. I tried to be on all social media. First of all, is exhausting. To try and keep up with everything, and um, you know, just trying to keep that audience there. I think probably trying to uh, stay on Instagram and just doing that every day, because if you're not on there every day, you tend to start losing people that are following you. But it's it's very exhausting. I mean, if you have an assistant or you have someone that can handle your social media, then it's a great thing. I think right now for PWNC, um, our largest audiences are on LinkedIn and on Facebook, but I think LinkedIn is a wonderful tool for people that are business owners only because they get it. What do you think about that?
2: A hundred percent. I believe the average um, annual salary on average across the board on LinkedIn is about 106000 Right. So you, you've got a market that has the, the, the revenue and the ability to invest in your products and services. And their, their mindset is, I'm here to connect, do business. Meet people, build relationships. So mindset on LinkedIn is different than the mindset on Facebook or, or other platforms. Facebook, you're, you're coming even though you're the same person, which is crazy. You can be the same person on LinkedIn. You have a, a whole different mindset. I'm going to connect, and then on Facebook, you're like, well, you know what? I want to see what my friends are doing, what 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 um what my what my loved ones are doing, mm-hmm. um what what what's happening here, what's going on there in their lives. You have a whole another mentality, even though you're the same person on each platform. So um, yeah, LinkedIn is definitely a, a, a great platform.
1: That's true. That's true. I think I've met a lot of my collaborations on LinkedIn. And like I tell my organization, you know, you don't have to work as hard. To me, Facebook is a family and social media type of thing. When you say social, I mean, okay, really social, uh, you know, getting to find friends and connecting with old friends and different things like that. But I think as far as the business mentality, if you're looking for quality connections, I always say go to LinkedIn. Now, of course, Course, you know, we're going to be going to break shortly, but um, of course, you know, uh, everybody has their own preference of what works for you. I mean, I wouldn't tell you, you know, do Facebook and go hard with that or do Instagram. I know now a lot of people are getting more and more into Pinterest, uh, which, uh, you know, it's not a platform for me, but hey, it, it may be a platform for someone else. You might do well on Pinterest, David, because you work with social media. By the way, are you on Pinterest?
2: I am, um, but not, not on the not on the level I could be, but I, I am on it, yeah.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, you know what? That makes me feel better because I consider you as a social media guru. So, (laughs) if you're saying that you could do better on Pinterest, I mean, I have a board uh, on Pinterest for another business that I have, but not necessarily my women's organization. I just tend to find that, um, you know, what I'm doing is working. My demographics are on uh, LinkedIn and Facebook right now. So, um, you know, building up other things. And then when we come back from break, uh, we're going to talk about some more things but uh one of the things that i want to know is how you feel about youtube and is that worth pursuing so we are getting ready to go to break now we have to pay a couple of bills and uh we'll talk to david when you guys come back
0: Philadelphia Women's Network Connection is a premier women's networking group. We help professional businesswomen and solo women entrepreneurs who lack exposure in the marketplace learn how to find untapped resources to grow their business and find connections with professionals that get proven results. If you're ready to become a full-time entrepreneur, we're ready to support you with a variety of resources. Visit phillywnc.org to get started. That's phillywnc.org.
2: It's your world. Motivate. Change.
0: Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Unapologetically Me with host Felicia Schenken. If you have any questions or comments about the show, please send an email to unapologeticallyme50 at gmail.com. That's unapologeticallyme50 at gmail.com. And now back to Unapologetically Me.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome back. We're having a great conversation today with David Simons of Kingdom Social Media. We're learning some great stuff. So, if you are a little laxed in your social media, you're not sure what to do, where to go, you're getting some great information today. So, before we went to break, I was asking David a couple of questions about social media platform. Was there one that, uh, you know, we felt was better than the other? Um, your target marketing And things like that. So uh, before we left, I had said to David, um, you know, it's not necessary, and he, you know, kind of confirmed that it's not necessary to master all social media platforms. So, David, um, we were talking about YouTube a little bit. Okay, I wanted to ask you about that. Um, I have a YouTube channel. I'm building it. YouTube is something that is definitely I'm finding not overnight to try to get your subscribers and different things like that. How do you feel about YouTube and are you using it in uh, Kingdom Social Media now?
2: Great question. So, yes, YouTube is a powerful, powerful platform. I always let people know that YouTube is still a search engine. So it's the second largest search engine. Uh, right behind Google, I happen to be owned by Google as well, and you can really maximize and leverage it. We leverage it um, for a couple of things uh, for people looking for specific services. So, what, the way that you want to maximize YouTube is utilizing what we call video SEO. So, if you may notice, if you look through your your Google uh, as you're as you're googling something, you're you're looking and you're seeing certain things pop up. What people don't realize is that there's a whole uh, different realm of uh, uh, algorithms for videos that there are for websites. So what does that mean? It means that when you put a video up on YouTube, don't just put a video and don't take the time to think about the keywords and the actual title of the video. Think. So, for example, we helped um, uh, and we've served clients help helping them with their YouTube channels. We helped a client who has a, a company around um, helping creating uh, clothing for dogs, right? So we created um, a couple of keywords that we were going to utilize for this. So it was how to create a t- uh, T-shirt for your dog. So that's what we used as a title. So we did our keyword research. We, we maximized that. This, this client was ranked number one for how to make uh, T-shirts for your dog. And wow. that do a boom in business and things of that nature. So YouTube can be leveraged for business if done correctly. Maximize the, the titles in your uh, YouTube channel. Make sure you got the right keywords in your descriptions, in your um, uh, tags, in your even even the way you upload the video. When you mm-hmm. upload the video, the title should be a keyword because that goes on the back end. It's not seen on the front end, but it's seen on the back end. So. Um, video, so we call that video SEO. So that's a that's a little known thing. So you're asking some great questions, Felicia. Most people don't don't tap into that. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's a great resource to really uh, help boost your videos out there. And and video uh, from a from a creator perspective, YouTube's great. You, you do have to be consistent uh, mm-hmm. as well. There's no getting around that. To be a great YouTuber, you gotta you've got to have a, a built-in consistency and and stick to it uh, for the long haul.
1: What I love about YouTube, too, is that they will pay you for content. I don't think there's any other social media that will pay you to create content. Now, I believe it's once you get to, what, 1,000 subscribers? I think that's when they start paying. Is that correct?
2: The the game changes, yes. At 1,000 subscribers, the whole game changes. Uh, You can get access to all kinds of uh, opportunities. And they're looking for the engagement, right? So, they're looking at how long people are engaged with your content the the viewership the amounts but but that's actually the primary thing they want to know okay can how long is somebody going to stick through they going to just skip through and the ads comes they're going to skip and just not so engagement is actually more important numbers are important but engagement is actually a a, you know a little higher um when it comes to performance uh, in that regard the other thing to think about um from a monetization standpoint is there's monetization in platform and there's monetization outside of platform so again we have a client who um was able to secure sponsorship deals inside and promoting things inside their video so you get money both ways you can get money from youtube adsense all this all the systems and for people clicking on your ads but then you can get money from people that you say, Hey, I have a specific niche. And so the key is having a niche. Right. I have a specific niche. So let's just say PWSC, I have a specific niche focused on the women in, in Philadelphia, greater Philadelphia area. Hey, you're a business that serves women in the Philadelphia area. I have a specific market that you can tap into. And then, Hey, let's have you, um, showcase what you have going on in your, with your product or service in my video. And then you made money on both,
1: both ways. I love it. I love that they give you that opportunity, Um, you know, and that's one of the reasons why I love YouTube. Now, is there a a set amount of time? I know some people say, well, thirty minutes or twenty minutes or an hour. I just think an hour of content, unless you're teaching something or training something, is long. People just don't have the 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 tension span anymore. What do you think?
2: Yeah, shorter is better with YouTube today. Um, it's hard to get people to watch long form content unless you're keeping them engaged throughout that whole time. So, uh, three minutes is good. Three to five minutes is good. Um, I'd you don't want, definitely don't want to go over 10 minutes if, if mm-hmm. you can avoid it. Um, it is okay. a platform where, you know, the average, the average videos are on the shorter end and, mm-hmm. um, people want things quick, fast and in a hurry. So,
1: right. Yeah, that is so true. So is it better to do like maybe uh, five, 10 minute segments? So like if I wanted to do every day of the week, of course, I couldn't because, you know, we just can't. We don't have that time. But if I was to, would you suggest that I would do like uh, Monday through Friday, maybe 10 minute segments? Because by the time you get to the end of the week, that's what uh, almost 30 minutes right there.
2: Yeah, I like that. Um, you could do that. The most important thing is the consistency. Like literally, mm-hmm. the time that you upload the video. So if it's if it's if it's gonna. So here's why I'm saying that. If you're gonna do five ten sec ten minute segments, mm-hmm. I would rather you did five ten minute segments at five o'clock every day uploaded than you know five or for even more six or seven, uh, segments and uploaded at varying, varying times. So the, the YouTubers and the, those that consume on YouTube, um, appreciate that consistency. and Um, that upload, upload time. So that's just as important as the frequency, um, making sure you're, you're a little, and you can schedule it in. It's not something you have to wait. Oh, I have to wait to the time.
1: So, uh, Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Do you have any particular social media platform that you prefer the most?
2: You know, I, I think we talked about it earlier. LinkedIn is definitely okay uh, one of my favorite platforms, mm-hmm. uh, just because it's it allows you to really build connection and business, and um, it's the only platform that allows you to see uh, who's viewed your profile, which actually is an asset. I'm gonna I'm gonna give a little hack, if that's okay. That's okay. That's right. okay, <laughs> so, so so whenever somebody views your profile and they're maybe in market for what you do or mm-hmm. they're looking at what you do, a lot of people don't leverage this enough. so when somebody views my profile and I see that okay, maybe there's a coach they're a speaker or they're uh entrepreneur of some sort. Mm-hmm. I look at their profile and I send them a message simply like this my um hey Susan, to throw the name Susan, hey Susan um. Might I, might I ask what caused you to view my profile? I love connecting with new people. Mm. So I just called them. I called them out. I said, yes. <laughs> might I ask what intrigued you about my profile? And then what will happen is, and we do this. I have my, I have my team do this on my behalf. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what will happen is they're like, you know what, David, I'm actually looking for a digital marketing company to help us run a campaign that we have coming up. But sometimes people just won't say what they're looking for, but they're looking, and you can't you can't gauge that on any other platform. You can't do that on Instagram. You can't do that on Facebook. You can't do that on Twitter, Pinterest, YouTube, none of them. LinkedIn is the only platform that allow that that gives you that insight, and I think it's a powerful insight. So I leverage it to the to the most that I can, and um and and we've gotten and closed deals that way by by simply asking what was the reason that somebody was viewing our profile.
1: You know what? Thank you for that tip because I cannot tell you how I go in and I see all these people that view my profile and they don't reach out to me and they don't inbox me. So that's a great tip. Thank you for that one. I'm definitely going to use that. (laughs) Okay, so now we're going to go on the other side of this social media. What do you think about this TikTok and do you think that everyone should try it?
2: Yeah, you know, the the truth is I am not a TikTok user. I'm personally, I'm not, a, I'm not a TikTok user. Am mm-hmm. I going to be? Um, it's a great question. I'm, I'm, still, I'm still tossing around in my head if whether I'm going to um, engage. And I, I think I'm leaning more towards getting involved because I have to remind myself there's a book that I, I try to read every year, and it's called Who Moved My Cheese?, and, and mm. it's all about you've read the book.
1: Yes, the book, I read the book. <laughs> read the
2: book. And, and it's about not being comfortable with what and I'll be honest, I'm not comfortable with TikTok and having to do dances and doing. And not that I'm not that type of person and I can't have fun, but I I, I look at my time and and to, right. to be successful with TikTok. You got to put a lot of time in. Mm-hmm. So with that said. Um, I'm, I'm, I will probably join the platform. I mean, I'm already on the platform, but I mean, right. platform, um, to, from an educational perspective and from a mm-hmm. business perspective, because there are, there are, your, your clients are on all of our clients, all of our ideal, uh, markets are on these platforms. And we sometimes have to get, get out of our head with the chance why I recommend the book. If you're struggling with dealing with change, which we all, right. do. um, and i and i'm just being admittedly I, it's not something i want to change to do but i'm going to do it because i understand that principle right. and and uh, you look at the with our world crypto and nfts and all these things that are changing rapidly you, you if you don't the, the only thing uh, that is constant in this world is change change right. is the only constant so we have to we have to adapt with change and so to answer the question Uh, I think people should push them just if you're in the same position like me, you're not necessarily a fan. You should do it anyway. and Push Mm -hmm. yourself like I'm going to do um, (laughs) and and just just push yourself to change because that's the way the world works. You got to adapt to change.
1: Well, it's funny. I'm laughing because I'm the same way. I, I'm like, I just don't have the time or the energy for TikTok. Um, you know, I remember I was doing a training and on social media, and uh, actually for video marketing, and someone asked me that question about TikTok, and I was like, Listen, I'm gonna be honest. My demographics are not there, so I'm not there. Um, my advice to you would to be go out there and try it. So on on that, so we went from TikTok. So the next thing is Clubhouse. How do you now Clubhouse is audio. It's another platform that you can reach all over the world. How do you feel about that? And are you on that?
2: Yeah, I love Clubhouse. I, I was more active before, not as active right now. Um, but I, I love the platform. I think it's a, I think it's an amazing platform. Uh, you can really, really build some solid relationships. All, all of these things, they're, they're definitely going to take time. You got to pick you got to pick your uh, focus. And, and if you know your um, you know, you're going to dedicate the time, then you're going to see results from it. And, um, and, and I've seen, I, I've, I've connected with people, built relationships, uh, opportunities have come through Clubhouse that I probably wouldn't have had through without the platform because you're exposed to so many different people. And just for, for context for some listeners who may not be familiar with the platform, uh, Clubhouse is a, a pretty much like an audio on demand experience. Mm-hmm. So where, where you're, where you're but it's live so it's live audio and you're you know it's like being in a conference but you're not having to be on on video you can mm-hmm. you know, pretty much listen to everything and hear people and look got a nice interface um so it's a great platform uh you can meet a lot of great people you can pick the kind of rooms and, and what i found to to be successful with that platform is you you do want to be Um, a regular, just like anything, you you know, if you're networking, you want people to see you on a regular basis, go to a specific room, build rapport, build relationship, you know, serve in that room, add value to each room that you joined. And then as you do that, do that over and over and over again, you can build your own room and people will jump into your rooms and, and learn um, and get value from your uh, presence in there. and, And then that's how it grows.
1: Yeah. Well, what is your handle on TikTok? I mean, I'm sorry. What is your handle on Clubhouse?
2: Um, David D. Simons is my handle
1: on. on okay. Clubhouse. Yeah. Very simple. And ours is Philly W N C, which is easy. So, David, if you had to give advice to a small business owner, I know you said you like LinkedIn, but if you had to give advice to a small business owner about one thing that they should do, should be doing regarding social media, what would it be, and why?
2: Yes. The advice that I would give to um, small business owners is this, to, to remember, as great as these platforms are, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, t- um, Clubhouse, and the rest, the truth is that they are their own platforms. We don't own those platforms as mm-hmm. much as they're, they're they add value to our lives. Uh, utilizing them, you still as a, as a business owner, and again, as a user, as a personal user, this will be different, but as a business person, your main goal is to not keep people on those platforms is to bring them into your database. So you should have a gateway that leads people from whatever platform, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, um, your system. So having an email marketing system. So I, I know, I, I think Felicia, you use MailChimp or Yes,
1: use, I yeah. use MailChimp. Yes. Yeah,
2: Mail, MailChimp. That's a great one. So MailChimp, uh, it, you know, start with MailChimp or Active Campaign or Constant Contact really doesn't matter. Um, just get started. Have, have an email uh, list system where you can gather emails. Emails are still the most valuable asset online, even though we're, you know, Email has been around before a lot of these social platforms. Email still has value because people will change a lot of things about themselves. They'll change their hair hairdo, they'll change their address, they'll change their phone number, but they won't change that 1999 AOL email. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so you want to make sure you have an asset that you can keep in communication with, with people. And so that's why I leverage social media. Don't let social media leverage you you leverage it because the truth is they can shut we've seen it happen to many people before they can shut your 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 account down they can shut and you know what we don't like what you said we don't like how you said it we don't like what you just posted and and without any uh without any warning they can shut your facebook twitter linkedin instagram down completely and you'll have to build from scratch so Mm -hmm. if you build your audience on these platforms and off these platforms, you're, you're protecting yourself and building your business.
1: Right, and like I said, with everything you have to be strategic. I know one of the tools that I use is an ebook, so I'll throw an ebook out, you know, seven ways in building a business successfully. So that's a way of me collecting uh, emails into my Mailchimp. Or um, I also have a um, a free Facebook group. So one of the questions is, what is your email address? And you know, if they don't supply that, then we don't let them in the group. I know it's a little, you know, but again, you know, how many times that we experienced, especially recently where Facebook has went down for hours and yes. you can't get in, you can't get in contact with anybody. And, you know, constantly I hear if your social media went down yesterday, are you able to get in contact with your clients? So I like that you said that, that that's, you know, that's awesome. So tell us, some of the things that social media kingdom has coming down the pike. And then I'm going to have you uh, let everyone know how they can get in contact with you by uh, your different social media platforms.
2: Absolutely. Um, So what we have coming up here in 2022 and beyond, uh, we have a couple of things. So I I talked about our service. We have a called white glove webinars uh, where we're helping people from the, from the end From the beginning to the end, uh, A to Z to build webinar systems because webinars are still, believe it or not, still one of the best ways to sell services, products, uh, uh, courses, programs online. Uh, so we we take people through and uh, have a service that guides people through from uh, A to Z. Um, the other thing we have going on is uh, we have a program called Premium Online Programs, which is helping people to develop, take, package their knowledge, put that into a, pro, uh, a product in a way, productizing their knowledge and, and putting it out there to the marketplace so that, that people can um, benefit from what you have in the value and charge a premium price for it because there's knowledge that you have that people will pay a premium for. We just need to push it out and position it in the right way. Um, so those are the main two things. Uh, we, we're doing training, speaking um, uh, as well throughout the, the year um, that we have going on. We may even be doing an event. And, and I, I have a little gift I can give to your listeners if that's okay, Felicia. That's fine. That's fine. Um, if you go to kingdomsocialmedia.com slash plan. We'll, we'll, we'll be giving you a, uh, a free 10-step plan that goes through the steps that you need to plan for your social media marketing. Um, once again, that's kingdomsocialmedia.com slash free plan. And it's completely free, no charge. It's exactly what we use for all our clients to help them build that foundation.
1: Awesome. And that's free plan, F-R-E-E plan, Correct. Correct. Okay, great. Well, I'm glad. I'm sure they'll appreciate that because then I'm sure it's going to be packed with loads of great information. So tell us um, some of the social media platforms that uh, everyone can get in contact with you.
2: Absolutely. Uh, you can find us uh, first on our website, kingdomsocialmedia.com, uh, our, our, our Twitter, uh, uh, com slash kingdomofsocial, uh, twitter.com slash David D. Simons. That's for me, the personal brand um on instagram dave instagram uh my handle is at david d simons so that's d-a-v-i-d then d then s-i-m-o-n-s uh facebook facebook.com slash kingdom social media linkedin uh linkedin slash in slash david d simons uh so pretty much either david d simons or kingdom social media google those two things or one of those things and you'll you'll find us
1: Wonderful. So, if you had to leave us with some advice, whether it's for uh, a small business, whether it's for anyone just looking to uh, maximize their presence uh, now in the digital world, leave us with some good advice.
2: Yes. Um, The advice I would say is that we have to remember that we're all farmers I say this often, but I, it's it's still proven true. I learned this the first year of business, and I'll probably say this still. Um, I'm retired someday, I, though I'll probably never retire. Um, so uh, the that piece of advice is that we're all farmers, and a farmer, a good farmer, always sows seeds, and they never stop sowing seeds. So when the weather is good they sow seed. When the weather is bad, they sow seed. And if you look at that from a perspective of, so if I sow in January, I don't always see my harvest right away. I can't put a tomato in the ground today and get a tomato tomorrow. Tomatoes seed in the ground today, I won't get it, I won't get a tomato tomorrow. So the same process applies in business. Sow seed every day um, go to, go to networking events every day. You can, uh, to, to network every day, go to a networking event every day. Mm -hmm. So seed. go to a networking event, go to, um, um, connect with people on LinkedIn. Sow some type of seed in your business every day, connect with PWNC, connect with, uh, your local, uh, business people and international business people, make sure you're sowing seed in some fashion because you don't know when that seed could could produce a harvest. So if I sow seed in January, I might not see the harvest till April. And same, if I sow the seed in February, I might not see it till May. But what happens is a lot of people will say, it's not working, things aren't happening. But a lot of times the seed is working under the ground. You don't see the work happening. And then from there, then you reap the harvest after sowing seed, after seed, after seed. And just like farming, uh, all of a sudden you're seeing this happen. But here's the, here's the key. If you never stop sowing, you never stop reaping, so always sow seed. And that's digitally, that's life, that's just that applies to everything. And your if you're married, that applies in your marriage. Every this principle is universal across the board in anything. So I try to sow seed in everywhere everywhere I can.
1: I love it, I love it, David. Thank you so much for joining us today. You have gave us some great information for our audience for around the world. You guys got some great tips and tools today, so there is no reason going into twenty twenty two that you cannot have a digital strong presence. So I again want to thank you for joining us. Um, if you would like to be a sponsor of a show or know about sponsorship opportunities or sponsorship ads for your business and so on please reach out to us at unapologeticallyme50 at gmail. That's unapologeticallyme50. 50 at gmail.com. If you would like to ask questions to be included in our next show, which will be in January because we are a monthly podcast, please again send to that email, unapologeticallyme50 at gmail.com. So, on that note, everyone, again, a great show, a great host. Have a wonderful holiday season and a happy and prosperous new year ahead. And I will talk to everyone again in this new year. Bye, everyone. And
0: again, thank you, David. Thank you for tuning in to Unapologetically Me with Felicia Schenken. New shows come out every month, so keep checking back for our new content on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll talk again very soon.